Their goal is to have you spend hours on these apps, not to actually meet people. They want you to spend a lot of money to get to the point where you feel like you're close, but you never are. Welcome back to another episode. I am excited to have with me the founder of Filter Off, Zach. Welcome to the podcast. This is actually the first time we've ever had someone on who has founded a dating app. You are a little bit of a celebrity. So welcome. Really excited to hear your story. Thanks so much for having me, Melanie. Yeah. So my understanding is that (laughs) Filter Off was born out of some frustration that you were going on some bad dates where you weren't really vibing and you thought maybe this could be done more efficiently. Can you tell us a little bit more about how it all came about? Yeah, sure. So yeah, that's exactly right. Um, For the last few years, uh, using swipe apps and uh, swiping endlessly and messaging back and forth. And then finally going on a first date, oftentimes it just wasn't very good. Uh, We either had no chemistry or they didn't necessarily look like their photos. And I started uh, video chatting or asking my dates beforehand to video chat. And it worked really, really well. It really allowed me to kind of see if we had chemistry, whether we vibed. And I wanted to create a app where it was a video first experience and really normalize uh, this process. Yeah, something else kind of um, caught my attention in the actual filter off process, which is that you only get three dates a day or rather three matches. And um, I remember in one of our correspondences, it said something like, becoming more aware of the effect that swiping can have on our mental health. Can you say a little bit about that, about the sort of addictive quality of the swipe apps and how filter off is a little different? Yeah, sure. So in 2012, um, Tinder came out and it really destigmatized online dating, but it was considered a game. So the game of swiping right or left and For the last nine years, that has become the norm. Every app basically that has come out has uh, copied or had similar features to Tinder swiping. And um, you're no longer uh, basing your judgment off of a human. It's really off of a profile. It's off of their photos. It's off of their bios. And the reality is not everyone can take good photos or write good bios um, with filter off. You can join virtual speeding events for your community or interest, as well as opt into the matchmaking service, which gives you uh, three matches every day. Yeah, it's interesting because the the endless swiping (laughs) of a lot of the apps does make it feel very gamified. And I know for myself that one of the frustrations is it doesn't, it feels like 
I would rather have fewer matches per day that were higher quality, meaning, for example, men who had actually filled out their whole profile. I'm on Hinge and a few others, Facebook dating, and it's the vast majority of men don't have very much on their profile at all. They have one or two photos, and then they have a few things that they've written that aren't very comprehensive. Or my personal pet peeve is when someone just says, ask me. The the prompt is, tell me something about yourself. And they say, ask me. And I'm like, well, I don't have anything to ask you about. I literally don't have anything to ask you about. And so I wish there was a way to kind of filter those out. And I'd rather have fewer matches the way that filter off does. And instead of a plethora of profiles that I feel like I'm just kind of separating the wheat from the chaff. And then honestly, that kind of leaves me drained that part of just just trying to find some men that have completed their profiles leaves me a little drained and a little discouraged. So I'm curious with filter off, how is the algorithm selecting the three that you see per day? Is it going off of any, is it just kind of random or who's near you? Or is there, is there a, I'm always curious about the algorithms behind dating apps and you're the first I've been able to ask. So how does that work? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to first start off with our virtual speeding events because that's really the core of FilterOff where you could get up to eight dates in an event. So a lot of communities now, and it's free to create an event right within the app if you have a community. So you can meet like-minded singles. So let's say you're into personal development. Um, You could run a personal development singles event and you could even make it private just to your own community. Maybe that community is a Facebook group or if you have a podcast or et cetera, et cetera. So there you can meet like-minded people because it's people are self-selecting. For our matchmaking service, the three matches are based off of who you are and your preferences. So you could also add deal breakers as well to ethnicity and religion. Um, but basically uh, the, the matching is made or the suggestions of the three every day are made based off of these uh, preferences as well. So when you, right, so when you say preferences, it's the I want to date within this age range, you know, in my area near where I live, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, so preferences such as age preference, gender interest, radius, um, preferences such as fitness level, education level, ethnicity, religion, et cetera, et cetera. As our app continues to grow, our algorithm gets richer and richer. So you can find a more uh, specific, uh, individual. That's awesome. And can you also, can you go back to, excuse me, the, the virtual speed dating events that you mentioned? So you said, for example, if you have a community and that would, for example, I'm imagining one of my friends runs a meetup group for 20 and 30 somethings. So he would, what message his group or email his group and say, Hey, we're doing a virtual speed dating event for everybody this Saturday. And then you would use filter off to host that. If you don't have a group or a community, I think what you said was you could come up with a topic or something. And then would that pull from folks that are already on filter off? Like, Oh, that looks interesting. I'd like to attend that. Yeah. So if you have a meetup, let's say you create, if you go to the events tab in the app, Uh, or in the browser, uh, you can just create an event right there. And you could even sell tickets if you'd like. Um, 
you get all the analytics, but you also can also add a RCP code. So it's private just to, let's say you're a meetup. But if you don't add a code, it would be public. Um, and that would basically allow users from the existing filter off app to join. And again, if it's a specific topic or interest or even ethnicity or religion, it could really be anything. Um, people again will self-select and join the events that interest them. That's fun. So I'm curious, um, about how filter off has changed your life personally. You know, have you gotten stories of people who've met through the app and are in happy relationships now? And do you just feel like a proud papa? Like, what is that like for you? Yeah. I mean, we got out of beta a month before the pandemic. This was something I always saw as the best way and most efficient way to online date, having a video first experience and removing the swipe. And since our launch uh, about a little less than a year and a half ago, we've created now four marriages. So it works. And, um, but people share with me all the time, like, Hey, I went, I joined one of the events and I went on eight dates out of those eight, three were really good. And two weeks later, one became my girlfriend. And that scenario, that story is shared with me time and time again. And I'm, I'm, I'm super curious to hear about your own personal story. Do you use filter off or are you in a relationship? Did it help you find love or where are you on the, the spectrum of, of love? Yeah. So yeah, I use filter off. I actually created the app because it was the app that I always wanted to use. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's great. I've obviously gone on video speed dates on the app. I've met some women also off the app. Um, so in person as well, which is always funny and fun experience. Um, but yeah, it's dating online. Dating is a process. Dating is a process and it could take a while until you find your person or it could take literally one, one event to find your person. It's really random. And, um, it's just, it's, it's, you have to just go through it and, um, be patient. And so, Quickly back to the matchmaking. When you say the matchmaking, you're talking about the three matches per day. Um, you said that it eliminates the swipe. So when you're matched with someone, do you then say, yes, I'd like to go on a video date with this person. And then if they say yes as well, the app automatically schedules it. Is that correct? I saw a scheduling element. How does that work? Yeah. So for our events, it's it's based off of a specific date and time. And let's say you want to kind of date on your own time, you would opt into the matchmaking service. And you could use both. If you express interest in someone, they will be notified that you express interest in them. They could also say, I'm interested in him or her, and you will be entered into a match. Your match puts you into a texting conversation with a goal to set up a video date between you two. The match will expire after five days unless you go on this video date. So again, everything about filter off is encouraging you to go on a video date. I don't want the last thing. And this is the issue with swipe apps. You may match with someone and just stay in messages with them forever and then just dies out. For us, we actually want you to meet on video and then actually meet in person. And I'm curious, you know, one of the... Um one of the challenges that come up in my sex and dating research for some people in more remote locations or rural locations is proximity. And, you know, they're 
our folks that have to drive an hour and a quarter to meet up with someone. I'm curious, since you can see the back end of Filter Off, I would imagine there are certain geographic areas that are more saturated in terms of adoption. Have you seen that spread out? And did you see it sort of spread drastically during the pandemic since people couldn't meet in person? Where where are people most using this app? Yeah, uh, definitely urban centers. And when we launched in about February or March in 2020, we then got coverage in the New York Times as well as the BBC in April. So that really led to an explosion in growth across the United States, specifically in New York City and LA, and then with the BBC uh, dense population in London. So that was kind of our starting points. Since then, we've been in close to about 100 publications since the launch, and we're now in most major cities in the US, um, including uh, in Canada's uh, Toronto and Montreal, including uh, Sydney, Australia. So a lot of it has spread through press, through word of mouth, through new communities, creating events. And to answer your first question, yes, in more rural areas where the population may not be as dense, uh, yeah, there is a possibility that if you meet someone, you do have to drive. And I've had uh, people, users have shared with me that they have driven two hours. Um, but love and finding your person has no, right, like, limit. I mean, the reality is, yeah, is it more inconvenient that it's a longer drive or potentially a plane ride? Of course. But I think there's been a total shift during the pandemic where people definitely care more about quality versus quantity. So that's something we've seen and obviously helps filter off as well. Yeah, that was, I was curious to ask you about that in terms of, you know, you, I would imagine if you were in beta just before the pandemic, you've been working on this for years. And how have you seen the pandemic? Like, how has the pandemic shifted dating culture? And do you think that that's going to last? Yeah, I think since uh, 2012, this was the next big change in online dating. People are sick and tired of swiping. Online dating is totally broken. Um, sure, are people meeting and getting married? Yes, but it is so inefficient. It's almost like a full-time job swiping, messaging back and forth. People stop responding to you. People don't even message you. It's such a long process. And during the pandemic, uh, people started using Zoom on business meetings. They started FaceTime with their friends and loved ones. And people just got used to FaceTime. Pre-pandemic, no one wanted to FaceTime with a stranger, even though that's what I wanted to normalize. It was definitely difficult. And now post-pandemic, or as the pandemic now abates, there's been this total shift in sentiment. People are like, oh, it's no big deal to FaceTime a stranger. Why wouldn't I? Why would I go to a bar, spend $100, but literally the first minute into the date, realize I don't even want to be there. And people are now treating a FaceTime date as the date before the first date. And the beauty of Filter Off, given these dates are so short, they're about three minutes, you're not going to be locked in on this like hour FaceTime that you don't want to be on when you're using a swipe app and maybe transitioning to a FaceTime date. Okay, so that's interesting new information. So you do you the the video date happens in the app. This isn't, hey, let's meet on Zoom, I'll make a room. It's all happening through Filter Off. So Filter Off is actually limiting the time in the room. Is that right? Yeah. So when you go on an event, the event organizer chooses the length of each speed date. Most event organizers choose between three to five minutes. We do allow up to 10. And but that's been the sweet spot, sweet spot, three to five. 
and it's speed dating. So you may have up to like eight dates that night. And the organizer can also choose how many dates people can get up to. So it's speed dating. So you go on one date. it's timed at the end, they'll ask you whether you like each other or not, and then you go to your next date. So it's all human-to-human interaction in real time, live, on the filter-off app. On the matchmaking service, when you do agree to video chat, it's a three-minute date, and it's the same sort of process. At the end, they'll ask you whether you like each other or not. And for both instances, if you're both a match, then you're entered into them in on your messages, you could see them. And if you want a message or video call them, you can. And if you want a video call them, you could uh, jump on a video call as long as you'd like. Interesting. So when you say at the end, you're asked whether you like that person, that means that the app has a pop-up or some kind of, okay, got it. It's not yeah. the other person saying, do you like me? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Okay. When the, when the date expires, when the time speed date expires, it'll ask you whether you like them, like, like, or dislike, whatever. And then you go to the next date. And then at the end of the event, you'll see if you have any mutual matches. And so, and let's go back to the events. I'm curious, since you are behind the scenes and you can see the algorithms and what's happening, are more people doing the events than the matchmaking or is it about even? Yeah, so we're, again, very focused on communities. We have We've now run since the pandemic close to 3,500 virtual speed dating events. Uh, so it's been a lot. These events, some of them are hosted by us, Filter Off, and many of them are now hosted by our users and other communities. Um, many people will come in through the events, and then a large percentage, almost everyone, then also opts into the matchmaking service. I think what people realize is, Events are a lot of fun. They can join their communities. But what about the times when the event is not running? Maybe they'll join other events that interest them, but they also want to go on other dates when they do, do please. So it's it just allows for that flexibility. And it's kind of just an easy way to continue using the app and continue getting uh, video uh, dates. Yeah. One of the things I really like about the events is there's some kind of common interest. I mean, just something, something (laughs) that's common between the folks showing up because sometimes on the swipe apps, I will see people that I just think I have so little in common with you. I don't even know what we would talk about. And of course, human beings are human beings. You can always find common ground, but, you know, personal development, consciousness, awareness is critically important to me. It's a deal breaker. I need that in my partner. So the idea of going to an event where that is what we're all there for, right? We're all interested in consciousness. We're all interested in growth and evolution. That's exciting. Cause I feel like yeah, the, yeah. then, then the sort of, uh, baseline deal breaker, not what's a positive of deal breaker, um, desire that I have in partner I, is already met to an extent that's exciting because then I can sort of like filter off. I can filter that filter is already set. So I can actually filter for other things. And that, that sounds really exciting. So um, in terms of you, your team filter off, are you constantly kind of coming up with ideas for events? You know, do you ideate ideas all the time for what, what kinds of things will bring people together? So yes and no. So the first thing, since adding the ability for our own users to create their own events, 
It's more now putting the onus on users because we would rather allow them to choose what's important to them. Um, what's also really cool is as an organizer, you can even kick it off. So you could set an intention for what the event is about. And then all your attendees can watch that video. Um, and it really just grounds them what this event is about. And But yes, so as new cities grow, we always do add like a new event in a specific city if it has growth. Um, in terms of our themed events, a lot of our themed events, we have events ranging from veganism to paleo diet to dog lovers to runners uh, to vaccinated singles. It's uh, a range a spectrum. And those events are recurring um, as well. But again, it's our goal now is we want to encourage new communities to come onto that, to share it with their, uh, with their audience and then even users uh, they could create their own as well if they're passionate about a specific topic. Yeah, it's interesting because I, you know, the um, the meetup friend, the friend that I have that runs a meetup is it's it's kind of like a nightlife in Kansas City where I live meetup, and it's mostly for twenties and thirties people in their twenties and thirties. It's not a singles event necessarily, right? But what's exciting is if he chose to do this through filter off, it would filter for the single people within that group. And it's a pretty big group. I think they have four or 600 members, something like that. So it would be pretty efficient if you were a member of that group to go where you know the single people of that group are and then meet eight of them right in a row. Because that's one of the things about even going out in person, you might meet someone and you're having a great time. And there's that moment of like, are they single? How do I ask whether they're single and not make it weird? And then, <laughs> I mean, unless they're wearing a ring, which makes it obvious, it's not always obvious. And I've definitely had experiences where I invested like quite a bit of time in someone. And then at the very end of the conversation, they said something like, yeah, I'm going away with my girlfriend this weekend. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to try to make my crush go away now because <laughs> I didn't know that. So it, it's, it's a, it's a very cool concept adding in the community part of, of the equation. Cause that's another thing that does feel missing in the swipe apps is it's pretty isolating. There's no sort of connections between people or it's just kind of like random, a bunch of random people kind of put to you and supposedly the <laughs> the app will match you based on quote-unquote interests but I've never really been clear on like how can you tell whether this is my this is my super match for the day and then I look and there's something glaringly obvious to me that I'm like that doesn't that doesn't seem like a match but something in your algorithm said that it was so I guess we'll roll with it um so yeah, so it sounds like you're growing. I'm wondering for you and your app, what are your sort of, what's your vision? What's your intention for the future? Yeah, I mean, our goal is to facilitate human connection. That's the most important thing. The reality is the online dating industry is extremely transactional. It's extremely uh, impersonal. Um, it's people are not even on there to actually meet. Um, many, many, many instances, it's just for self-validation. It just, and, and going back to like one's mental health, they've done a lot of studies on swiping. It really does impact one's mental health swiping. And so I think it's just like kind of bringing it back to the basics of just meeting humans 
and seeing if you vibe and whether you enjoy being with them to then ask them out um, romantically. And that's the goal is to when people think of online dating, when they think of trying to find their person or just trying to find someone to connect with in general, they'll think of filter off because of the technology that enables them to actually create really healthy uh, habits uh, for dating. Can you go back briefly? Cause you, you have looked at a lot of the research about swiping. Can you say a little bit about what swiping actually does do to the brain? Yeah. I mean, it leads to like anxiety, depression. There was a study on grinder and on like casual sex and um, how it, uh, majority of users felt really feelings of like depression after um, engaging in these acts. But the reality is uh, these apps are designed to be super addictive. So it spikes your dopamine. Again, it's a game starting from 2012. And they're just having you come back all the time. Their goal is to have you spend hours on these apps, not to actually meet people. They want you to spend a lot of money to get to the point where you feel like you're close, but you never are. And that's an unfortunate thing. So it's not your fault that you're feeling crappy and down. It's just how the apps were designed and they're designed really well to keep you on this hamster wheel. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, do you have data on your end? I mean, I'm. do you ask users how it's going or have they met anyone? Like, I, I would love to know, what, it, what did you say? You said something like, um, somebody went on eight dates and three were great. Like, do you have a sense of around how many, <laughs> like what's the funnel and then where do people end up? Like they meet this many people and this many are awesome. And then they keep talking and then they actually meet up in person. Like what percentage of people do you know from a virtual event end up meeting with someone in person? Yeah. So like we take privacy, privacy, like really seriously. So like there's only so much we can get. Um, it's really on them to let us know if they've had success. And the reality is most people don't share because once they meet their person, they usually just delete that. Um, but they'll share it with their friends and say, hey, I had a great experience. So the answer is, I, I like from that point of view, I can't tell you for certain. But what we do know is like women will go sometimes up to 75 dates in one month. Um, and remember, these events can be eight user, eight attendees. So you're going on, a lot of our users are going on many, many events each month. They're also attending the matchmaking service and the dates add up. And I think in the end, statistically, when you haven't gone on enough dates that are video first, you will eventually find people that you want to meet up in person. Most apps, I don't think any app, you can say that in literally 40 minutes, you went on eight, eight video dates. I mean, to go on one, it may take you a week sometimes even longer for some people. So I think for us, we just cut that whole 90% of the funnel of like these on, of typical online dating apps and just try to facilitate face-to-face connection. And tell us, as we wrap up here, tell us a little bit about the name, what inspired it? Yeah, I mean, online dating is uh, synonymous with, uh, uh, with filtering like, putting different filters on your photos and um, also from a negative point of view, like catfishing. And when you, when you're looking at someone's photos, they could be doctored very easily. Um, Everyone has the tools to do so. Um, 
you can use old photos and with filter off, it's not about your photo. It's about you, your personality. It's a video first experience, which I think is extremely important versus just an audio experience. You really need to see that person. You want to see their mannerisms. You want to see their smile. You want it. And when you're, when you put video in, it also allows you to connect more so than just audio. Um, very easy to multitask with just an audio aspect. Um, and you're very connected um, with a video experience. And um, that's what we're facilitating and with the goal of just create romantic connection. I, the other thing I really like about three to five minute meetups, video meetups, is it feels very doable. Like you said, it's not even a 30 minute date, right? It's just let's meet and see what's here. And then obviously it leaves you wanting more if you're vibing with that person. It's okay. just the right amount of time. Because I, I do think that that for some people going on a video date is a little intimidating because it's like, well, I don't know, is it going to be an hour? You know, if I don't like them within the first 10 minutes, am I going to be stuck? And a lot of people have challenges with boundaries. So there's something beautiful about it being structured that the app itself has structured it. So neither person has to set that themselves. They can just agree. This is the structure and we're, we're following that. So it feels relaxing. Yeah. I mean, the science shows like literally in less than 10 seconds, you know, if you like someone or not, so if you go on a three minute matchmaker in the matchmaking service date and you really like each other, just jump back on another video date right after. I mean, that's the beauty when you are on any of these swipe apps and you finally agree to take it to FaceTime or some sort of video chat. It's very difficult um, to then get off. So you may think they seem amazing, but then you go on, you're like, whoa like 30 seconds in, maybe less. And now you're stuck with them for an hour. It's like, how do I get off in 10 minutes? Like, does it make them an excuse? I'm getting another call. And like some people just don't want to make up an excuse. Like they feel so bad. And it's really frustrating when you're stuck on a call with someone you don't want to be on. Exactly. Because I think both people want the other person to feel good. <laughs> they don't want to be rude. They don't you don't really know this person. It's not your friend where you can say, all right, I'm going to let you go. Got things to do. It's, it's someone you don't know. So everyone's trying to be polite. And sometimes that can lead to more than you're looking for. So, all right. Um, so where can people find the app if they're interested? And is there anything that people that have a community should know about organizing an event through Filter Off? Yeah, so the app's available on Android as well as iOS, and they could also access it on the web. It's totally free to use. Um, if you want to create your own event, um, if you go to the events tab um, on mobile, you can um, create an event right from there. We give you access to your analytics. Um, we create assets, FAQs are in there as well. And what's really cool is oftentimes you'll create these private events and they their friends will share or your attendees will share with their friends. And then you could actually get access to that information where you could build up your newsletter. You could find new followers and continue to build your community and use Filter Off as a resource to bring your community together. And it's really nice, especially if your community is spread out. You could run events that are in different cities. You could run one event that has a large uh, proximity 
So it's really flexible and configurable to serve what's best for you. Exciting. Well, maybe I will run an event for my community. If you're not yet a member of my big sexy data set, you can just email me at dearmenpodcast at gmail.com and I will add you and maybe we'll do a little dating event. That'd be fun. (laughs) Love it. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just a reminder that we have an upcoming drop-in virtual men's group that Jason is hosting on June 14th. That's a Monday. It's at 7.30 Pacific. It's 20 bucks and you can sign up at evolutionary.men slash events. Again, if you've been looking for some kind of men's group to be a part of, this would be a great intro. It's drop-in. It's 20 bucks, low entry, easy to get in, evolutionary.men slash events.